Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here is your host, internet brand strategist, Sandra Beck. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and if I got a treat for you today, we're going to be visiting with Dr. Lori Shemek. She's the best-selling author. I have her book. Her book is one of my Bibles. It sits in my kitchen all the time. It's one of my go-to books and it's a lot of the reason why my weight has not spiraled out of control despite all the stress and stuff that I have to deal with. And her advice and her information makes her one of the world's greatest weight loss experts and the Huffington Post called her the top diet and nutrition expert, but to me, she's Dr. Lori. She's lovely and funny and friendly, and her book, if you guys want to get a copy of it, just look up Fatflammation, and it's such a great book because it's easy to read. It's easy to follow. You start to see results right away, and it's not hard, and Dr. Lori, what more can I say? I feel like I want to get Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Yes, it's, you know, and that's the thing. People think that losing weight should be hard and complicated and full of so much effort. And it really isn't rocket science when you know what you're doing. Just the basics, the foundational basics, and you are good to go. Well, and what I like about your book is that it breaks it down in a way, I think many of us that weight gets out of control is not so much that we're sitting around eating all the time. We're eating the wrong things. We're at least for me, I was eating the wrong things. I was doing the wrong Mm -hmm. type of workout. And I was thinking that all these diet drinks and diet things were helping me. And it was the exact opposite. And that was a big eye opener for me. That's a really good point that you're making because many people, in fact, I was just speaking with a client yesterday, a brand new client, and she said that she drinks diet sodas to keep the weight down. And I told her that it's it's actually promoting weight gain. And she was shocked to hear that because diet sodas actually do put on fat. They increase fat storage within the fat cell. They uh, trigger an area of the brain that promotes hunger and cravings. So you can see that it's not your best friend when you're trying to lose weight. No. And, and, you know, I was a big meal skipper. And one of the things that I work really hard on, Dr. Lori, is balancing my life. You know, if my kids are sick, my dad's mm-hmm. sick, my work goes crazy, I have to travel. I mean, uh, you know, not boohoo for me, everybody's got their stuff, but kind of keeping it in order um, was really hard for me. Do you find a lot of people, you know, either skip meals or eat meals at their desk while they're working and that how does that affect their weight gain? Yes, that's a great question. Many people believe that if you reduce your calories, you're going to lose weight. Well, that's true. If, you, if you're eating 500 calories a day, you're absolutely going to lose weight, but you're also going to lose valuable muscle that burns fat too. And one thing that happens is your metabolism slows when you 
drastically cut your calories. So if you're not eating breakfast and you don't eat until, say, noon or 1 or 2, then you are slowing your metabolism inadvertently. And then what happens is for those that go on strict diets, for example, they'll always go back to eating the way they were eating before, their normal way of eating, because they've lost that weight. And yet, unfortunately, their metabolism has slowed. They start eating the same amount of calories they were before, but see, the body isn't equipped to burn it now. It's it's a slower metabolism. So they gain weight, and then they go back on the diet again, and it becomes, it's what's called yo-yo dieting. And yo-yo dieting, and even counting calories, has been shown to promote weight gain. Research just came out showing that uh, those who actually count calories uh, tend to gain weight because they do the yo-yo dieting thing. So it's really important that you don't, you really don't have to count anything. You don't have to count calories, grams, points, nothing. You, you just have to know the right foods to eat. Well, and it's funny, Dr. Lori, because I, I go to Weight Watchers, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not promoting Weight Watchers or you know telling anybody to go out and sign up on Weight Watchers. The reason I chose Weight Watchers in coordination with your book is that I spend a lot of time alone. I work in tech, I sit with my machines, I see my kids and my dogs. I see my dogs more than anybody on the planet. And I needed that little bit of of just a meeting. You know, I'm a I'm a good meeting person. I like to go to meetings. And what I like about your book is that it works in alignment with my Weight Watchers program, but it also actually helps me even more than Weight Watchers in its own way. Because one of the things, and I'm not dogging Weight Watchers, I love their meetings, but a lot of their stuff, if you have issues with sugar, are high in sugar, and I have to watch my sugar and carbohydrate mm-hmm. intake. And Lori, your book explaining all this stuff going on in my body, how carbohydrates are used and what happens to them allowed me to use the benefit of Weight Watchers. Like every program I think has like some good and not so good for individuals. And Mm -hmm. what's good about the meetings is I like the meetings. I feel invigorated and set on track every week because if I lived in Texas, I would come and meet with you. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. I can't do that. It's a little long air flight. But I can go there and then I can use your book works right within the point system. So if you're on Weight Watchers and you're looking for – just a little bit more, I would suggest going out and buying uh, Dr. Lori's book because it really does explain things. It demystifies a lot of what was going on in my body. Yeah, and, you know, that's the one of the great things, I think what you're trying to say about Weight Watchers is the accountability that you feel uh, when you're there. There's there's something or someone to be accountable to. And, again, research shows that those who are accountable actually lose a, an, a, a marked amount of weight more than those who do not use accountability. So whatever form of accountability that you choose to use, whether it's going to a meeting, whether it's uh, writing in a journal or hiring a coach or a nutritionist or whatever, or even if it's in business, for example, you hire a business coach or any form of coaching, you are absolutely going to perform better and be more successful at it. Well, and I think one of the things that your book uh, really hit home to me, and it was echoed in the Weight Watchers meeting that I heard, is that not 
everything is scale related. And this was the thing that really kind of floored me in the beginning when I did your program and I started eating differently. I won't say I followed it perfectly, but I did to the best of my ability. And what happened was like, I lost inches, like I shrunk and I, I didn't see, you know, 50 pounds leave the scale, but I think I was walking around like a big, like, I don't know, water balloon or whatever. <laughs> whatever was in there. But all of a sudden after a week, I'm like, wow, I can zip my pants. Oh, that's so great. You know, and that's really the most wonderful thing about what you're doing and you're eating. Uh, it, especially my book focuses on weight loss, but in a way that's creating optimal health. And that's what I love about it. So you're protecting your body from low-level inflammation while you're also reversing it. Because anybody who is overweight has low-level inflammation going on within the fat cell. And the fat cell uh, tr uh, promotes a trickle of inflammatory molecules that can set up anywhere in the body, causing discomfort uh, of any sort. And it can be, you know, uh, silent inflammation is the core cause of most illness, disease, and faster aging. So it's really important to make sure that we prevent that low-level inflammation. And to do it, it's it's really yummy and tasty. You don't have to. You know, once in a while, it's always nice to reward yourself and not even just enjoy the foods that we normally enjoy that aren't really that great for us if you want to. But uh, you don't have to um, deprive yourself of things, but it's always best to make sure that you're protecting the cells in your body. And I like to look at it from that standpoint that, you know, we have – uh, cells in our body, and we have a finite amount of the little engines that run these cells. They're called mitochondria. And if we eat junk food all the time, if we're eating um, inflammatory oils, for example, these, these actually have a detrimental effect upon the cell itself and the fat cell, for example, and the little engines that run these cells. These mitochondria are so important to your weight loss and your overall health that it's crucial to actually, when you eat, you eat an anti-inflammatory diet from that perspective. Well, and from a lot of perspectives, like one of the things I noticed by choosing my food According to your standards, like I, I'm just going to put it that way, because I don't like to look at it as a diet because I'm not really eating less. I'm actually eating more um, on your program, which was a little bit amazing to me. Um, but one of the things that I think is really important is that you're no longer controlled by food. You know, I was controlled at four o'clock, you know, I've got a, a lull and I'm tired and I want to eat and, you know, I'm craving sugar, I'm craving salt, I'm craving these things. We become a slave to our own eating. And I didn't like yeah. that feeling. I didn't like that, you know, a bag of chips or a bag of cookies was commanding me. And it right. did take you know, it took me about a week or two for everything to really settle down, but I no longer felt controlled by food. Isn't that wonderful? And that is such an important point you made because, you know, many people believe that they have no control over food. And in, in actuality, research shows that 
eating sugar triggers an area of the brain, the same area of the brain that uh, narcotics do, such as uh, morphine or cocaine, for example. And that's how addictive it is. They've given uh, rats, addicted cocaine-addicted rats, um, the choice between cocaine or sugar, and they always go for the sugar water instead, showing that, you know, and in humans too, humans are extraordinarily addicted to sugar. In fact, the majority of Americans are. And once you become free of the the uh, prison of sugar addiction, you'll feel so much better. You'll have more energy. You'll just feel differently. And I can't I can't articulate it well enough. But it's um, a feeling that you'll never forget. And I know because I used to be addicted to sugar. To commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit more about this after okay. the break. Your book is Fat Flammation. You can buy it wherever books are sold. Go to Amazon, just Google Fat Flammation. You can also Google Dr. Lori Shemek. That's spelled L-O-R-I, and her last name, Shemek, is S-H-E-M-E-K. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about the role that exercise plays along with our sugar consumption. We'll be back after the break. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's a fact that it's never too late to start a strength training program. Lifting weights is an important part of your overall fitness routine. Harvard Medical School says that muscle tissue and bone density dwindle over the years. Muscle power does also. These changes open the door to accidents and injuries that can compromise your ability to lead an active and independent life. They state that strength training is the most effective way to slow and possibly reverse much of this decline. As you age, you do not have to get weaker. You don't have to be feeble. You don't have to lose your balance. The good news is the risk of these problems can be reduced by a fitness routine that includes strength training. So no matter what your age, you need to be pumping iron. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. It's all mine. 
guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Dr. Lori Shemek. And as promised, we are going to talk about sugar addiction, how to get off the sugar, and how to use exercise that actually works. I know when I was first working with Dr. Lori, I was doing these massive, like, three-hour hikes, and I, I couldn't figure out why they weren't working. And she changed a lot of what I was eating and how I was eating, and it wasn't that bad, you guys. I mean, I admit change is hard. Change is hard for everybody. But once I stopped being a slave to like the 4 p.m. candy bar or Dr. Lori, do you remember my year and a half issue with Diet Coke? Like it took me. Oh, yeah. It took me out. Like it's out of my house. And I want to tell everybody, Dr. Lori, about what you did for my dad. Um, I called Dr. Lori after reading her book and I asked her about my dad because my dad had terrible irritable bowel. He had all these these bathroom problems. And everybody just said, oh, it's because he's 80. It's because he's 80, because he's 80. And Dr. Laurie asked me, like, well, what is he eating? And I mentioned to you in this conversation that, you know, for the last, I don't know, 37 years, he's been drinking Diet Pepsi. And he really didn't drink any water. And you said to me, let's give his body a break. You know, can you just, like ratchet it down and I went cold turkey I was like dad you're done like no more no more for you and you know people are like you're so mean he's old he should be able to drink what he wants blah 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 that is but, really know, the, the, that is really the philosophy though of a lot of people with elderly people they just give them what they want as long as they're eating that's all we care about you know no and it's wrong Lori I mean you are I the know. one that's to me like no it's it's about their quality of life it's about feeling good and 30 days okay 30 days after getting off the diet pepsi diet soda diet mountain dew diet dr pepper all his staples um no more accidents no more running to the bathroom no more pulling over the side of the road because we're going to have an accident and there was no other dietary change during that period of time for my father except that. So if you have irritable bowel, if you have an older person and you think it's okay just to give them what they want, my dad is so much happier because he can sit through a school concert, he can go to the grocery store, and he doesn't have to worry about having an accident. And I don't have that problem in my house, like for my carpet, on my furniture. You know, when people get old, these things happen. And so we just banned it for everybody, Dr. Lori. We're like, no more soda, no more, you know, this stuff now uh, in the holidays everybody got to have a glass you know we used it as a treat but Mm -hmm. it was no longer a staple in our house and you know what Lori? we just stopped buying it it wasn't like you weren't asking us to solve you know the global warming crisis (laughs) but you know it's you know that is it's really the truth we uh losing weight and creating optimal health is all about changing habits. It really is. So that's the hard part, mostly. It's, um, you know, you're so used to eating a certain food at a certain time every day. There are things to do that can, you know, easily reduce your appetite significantly. You can uh, lose weight without being hungry. Believe it or not, people can't believe that. And uh, you can also boost your metabolism at the same time. So, you know, if you're reaching for, for example, like you were, 
sugar at four, three or four in the afternoon, then I, I would ask somebody to look at how hydrated they are because a lot of uh, the majority of uh, Americans, in fact, are walking around mildly dehydrated and they don't even know it. They're tired at late afternoon. It's not the sugar necessarily, although that's part of the, the cycle of it, but it's a lack of water in the body that's causing these cravings. They're gaining weight, and they can't figure out why they're gaining weight. When our cells are not hydrated sufficiently, cellular function slows down, and so does our metabolism. And uh, again, this becomes inflammatory and a, a vicious cycle. So uh, look at, you know, if you have cravings, a lot of times sugar and carb cravings are caused by a lack of water. So that, that's one of the go-to things. And, you know, and your father um, is a great example of how uh, insidious these, these manufactured uh, foods or drinks are. You know, these uh, artificial sweeteners, even though they seem... They, uh, they have a halo around them, not so much anymore, but they used to for weight loss. They're not. They're, uh, like I said, they stimulate appetite, promote fat storage, and more. So it's, uh, they need to be kicked to the curb. Well, and it was as simple as not putting them in my grocery cart, Lori. I mean, really. That's a habit. And isn't that great? You broke it. Yes. And I look at it now. And, you know, the other thing I do that you really taught me in in the book and is I look at the labels. Like I look at, I realized I was existing entirely on carbohydrates. One of the things that your book taught me was why I needed protein. And I'm not a big meat eater. I don't like to sit down to a big steak or a big piece of chicken. So I've supplemented it with some of your recommended, you know, proteins in your book. Mm-hmm. And one of the cravings that went away, part of my four o'clock crash, comes back when I don't eat enough protein for breakfast and lunch. I mean, that's a big part of um, that it's balance. Huge. It's protein is huge. It is huge in losing weight because you are, for one, you're uh, triggering the hormones that are going to promote weight loss, like CCK, for example. That's a natural appetite suppressant. Uh, you're you're promoting leptin that tells the brain you've had enough to eat, and uh, you're also building that fat burning muscle. Muscle is key to weight loss. If you're not strength training while trying to lose weight, it's going to be much harder and slower, all right? I see many people, they're spending hours at the gym on cardio machines, for example, when really mostly they should be, they're both important, but in terms of weight loss, strength training is key to weight loss success. So the more muscle you have, uh, the more body fat you're going to burn, even at rest. Well, and if you don't have, like for me, it's a, it's kind of a long drive to the gym. Actually, I joined one that is right near my house, um, you know, based on what I learned in your book. But there's so much you can do on YouTube with your own body weight right. because when I have to do push-ups or sit-ups and I'm overweight, I'm actually lifting extra weight too. Right. That's a great, great point. Right. And you don't need weights. You can use your own body uh, weight, as you mentioned. You can do push-ups, pull-ups, and uh, other forms of resistance training that are really effective. And again, you know, um, it, you want to make sure that you 
keep uh, an appointment with yourself and honor it like you would a doctor's appointment every day that you choose to exercise and the length of time. So schedule it and honor it. Really uh, stick to it because you're going to see marked results. Well, and there's some sneaky little things that we can do too. Like I have a Fitbit and I try to get my 10,000 steps a day. You know, that's one of my little barometers, you know, if I can mm-hmm. and in between calls, I walk up and down the stairs, I walk up around the hallways, but you can actually set this little Fitbit or any of these smartwatches or your phone to mm-hmm. buzz every couple hours. And I use that to remind myself because I do get really nerdy and I get involved in my work and I don't move. And this <laughs> alerts me to get up and move. Oh, wow, that's great. That is so, yes, I got uh, my husband one of those for uh, Christmas, and he loves it. And it reminds him, if he's sitting too much, every 15 minutes to get up and move his body. And that's another component that uh, many people are not aware of to creating a fitter body and to weight loss is moving. It's, It's called NEAT. And it's uh, non-exercise activity thermogenics, and it's a fancy name, but all it means is that you move as much as you can outside of exercise um, during the day. So it's as simple as, you know, making it a point to use, obviously, the stairs instead of the uh, escalator, things like that. So um, whatever you can do to move your body, even fidgeting is part of that as well. So anything that you do actually does add up to a fitter body. Well, and my other sneaky little trick, my Dr. Lori sneaky trick, and I forget how we got on the on, on this topic. I think it was when we were talking about my dad, but there's those old people peddlers. Like they look like two handlebars with a rubber grip, and then they have a pedal on it, and mm-hmm. they're made like old people to sit on the couch and pedal, you know, get a little movement while they're watching TV. Right. Well, those little suckers fit right under your desk. So I put my feet under oh. there and if I'm stuck on these, like, cause sometimes Dr. Lori, I'm on like a two hour conference call and I don't have right. to do anything but breathe. So I can lean back in my chair and pedal and it's discreet. It's under my desk and you're not pedaling enough to be like, <laughs> you know, on the, <laughs> on the call, but you can, you can get some movement when you're trapped to your phone. That's a fabulous tip. That really is great. Yeah. And one that I um, highly recommend too, along with that, is to do squats. Because when you are, for example, if you're stuck at your desk, stand up if you, or go to the bathroom for privacy or whatever and do 10 squats. It takes 10 seconds and you're using the largest muscles in your body, your glutes and your legs. Those are going to promote fat burn. So if you do 10 Every so often during the day, you can get up to as many as you want and really have a powerful effect on your fitness and weight loss. It is. And I have, I will tell you, I've got one, Ferdinand, my older son, I call him that because he's the bull, like likes to sit under the tree and smell the flowers. And then I have my little desert rat and he's fidgeting all the time. The foot's going, the arm's going. He's skinny as a rat. And he's moving all the time. And I can watch my two kids sitting on the couch. If they're both playing a video game, Zach's bouncing around to the movie. His feet are going. His legs are going. The music, blah, 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 blah. And and Max is sitting there completely still. It's no wonder their physiology is completely different. Completely different. It It just shows you, doesn't it? Yeah, I was like that, too. I was a fidgety kid and uh, very skinny as a child, very skinny. 
So, and you're beautiful as an adult. So we're going to be oh, back. Thank you. We're going to talk about <laughs> high intensity training, the hit. Uh, when we come back, we hear that a lot in the news. We're going to share with Dr. Lori Shemek. Her book is Fat Formation. Check it out. We'll be back after the break. would you guess has the fastest talkers? Recent research by analytics company MarchX revealed that the nation's fastest talkers come from Oregon, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Kansas, and Iowa. What about New York, you ask? New York ranked near the bottom at 38. But New Yorkers do use more words. A New Yorker will use 62% more words than someone from Iowa who have the same basic conversation. What's another word for fast-talking? Tachylaya. America's slow-spoken or tardiloquent talkers were from North Carolina, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, and Mississippi. What's a word for someone who likes to say the same thing over and over? A batologist. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and we're visiting with Dr. Lori Shemek, and we're talking about changes that we can make at our desks while we're working, doing squats, doing squats in the bathroom if you're not in a private office, using one of these little under-the-desk peddlers, making different choices, having a water bottle at your desk, or in my case, I have one of these little Mr. Coffee warmers, and it's just, you know, it's like nine bucks, and it's, I'm not endorsing Mr. Coffee or anything, I just use this little product you you flip it on and it keeps your coffee cup warm and i use one of those great big like 22 ounce coffee cups and it keeps my tea warm all day long especially at winter time and in the summer i ice it down but so much of this is we get so involved in our work and involved in our kids stuff that we don't take good care of ourselves and we fall by the wayside and it usually gets to be an epic proportion when we make changes. I've seen my friend 
and my my mommy friends hit their 40s and all of a sudden they're fat or their doctors like you have to lose 40 pounds or your blood pressure or your cholesterol or your blah 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 and we don't want to be desk jockey you know office potatoes we want to feel vibrant and healthy and good and wonderful and so one of the things that I turned to when I was creating SAN 4.0 which is my own personal software system was that I really needed to make some changes working in technology I'm sitting at a desk all day long I've got clients I've got kids I've got all these things to do but I cannot be last on my list I have to matter and changing some things like having water bottles having you know a coffee warmer or having a peddler under your desk or a Fitbit you know these are all the tools you can buy but at the end of the day you have to eat right and move more it really comes down to that simple formula eat right and move more and Dr. Lori has helped me figure out what to eat right so I look great and I will tell you Dr. Lori you scared me like a couple years ago when you brought up that thing about sugar giving wrinkles right yeah I cut out the sugar like and I'm talking like raw sugar processed sugar sugary foods and then foods with carbohydrates Mm-hmm. My skin is so good and I look so much younger and I don't smoke and I don't drink. So that helps. And I do use my sunscreen. But at the end of the day, when I eat too much sugar, like over the holidays, you can see it start to creep up again. Your physiology changes when you get off it. You look vibrant and beautiful and you don't have to pay for Botox. Right. <laughs> no, that's a great, you know, and that's really important to, for people to know that when you ingest sugar, you, the sugar, there's a chemical reaction that happens when the sugar uh, um, connects to the protein molecules in our body. And we have protein throughout our body, okay? And what happens is it changes the nature of the structure of the tissue. It hardens it. It stiffens it. And it's not the same. So in the case of skin, you end up with wrinkles and sagging skin, okay? But it doesn't just affect the tissue on the outside of our body. It affects the tissue on the inside. It can set up anywhere. Um, so you end up with uh, heart disease or things of that nature. But on the outside of the body, it doesn't look so pretty. So if it's if people aren't motivated by what goes on on the inside, maybe the outside, the aesthetic part will get them. Well, I think both of it did for me. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. like the way I looked in the mirror. I didn't like that somebody thought I was Zach's grandma. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that was horrifying to me. And I'm like, I looked in the mirror and you know what, Lori, she was right. I didn't look young and vibrant and healthy and I looked drawn and much older. And I thought to myself, um, I need to make some changes. And I used to feel, and maybe this is because of my conditioning. Um, you know, I was a, I did swim up into college, and I did I did participate in lots of athletic events, and I really got it stuck in my head somehow that if I didn't do at least an hour workout, it wasn't worth it. So, if I didn't have an hour to work out, I didn't do it. And that you're not alone. Was, yeah, that was, and I still struggle with with feeling that I'm doing enough if I do 15 or 20 minutes. 
Yeah, and that's so that is that brings us to uh, our one of our topics today, uh, high intensity interval training. And I don't want people to get scared about uh, the name high intensity because it really isn't uh, that scary at all. It is simply exercising in a shorter amount of time, much shorter, and uh, maxing the benefits of cardio exercise in a very short period of time, and it lasts for 48 hours. That's the thing. So an example of it would be um, if you are, if you use the elliptical, for example, you go all out as fast as you can on the elliptical for 30 seconds, and then you go back down to a slow to moderate pace for 90 seconds, and you do that eight times, and you're done, okay? That is... Uh, and research shows this is a very powerful form of exercise, and it's quick. And if you don't have a lot of time, it's fine. You know, it's, it's, it, you can stick it in there somewhere during the day. We all have 24 hours in a day. And uh, when you combine HIT is the, sh- the um, shortened version, the acronym for high-intensity interval training. When you com- combine HIT with strength training, it is amazing. It's powerful. The, the fat just melts off if you're eating the proper diet. Because a lot of times, this is what happens, people uh, exercise and they think that whatever exercise they're doing, it's erasing all the damage of a bad diet, all that junk food they ate, those french fries they ate, when in fact it's promoting uh, a higher metabolism and optimal health, but you still have the inflammation going on inside from all those bad foods. Well, and let's be real with the typical working parent, and I'm a work-at-home parent, and I think I'm pretty typical of a lot of single moms and dads out there that either work from home or telecommute. So we do that because we... We do that for a variety of reasons. One of them is which I get two more hours in my day when I don't have to drive to and from an office. So that allows me to spend more time with my kids and get more work done. doesn't always translate to getting a better workout. So what are some hit things we could do in our home office or in our home that don't require expensive equipment or a gym? Like what would that look like? Let's use me as an example, Mm -hmm. Lori. 45 you know, couple kids, and I sit all day in tech. Right. So if you – what the very first thing, and you mentioned it earlier, is that you have to take care of you. You have to come first, okay? So that means scheduling a time, as I mentioned earlier, that you know is going to work for you and that you will keep. Schedule it and honor it like you would a doctor appointment. For one, that's the very first thing, and you need to do it. Do it at a time if the kids are at school, if um, get up earlier. This is where the habits come in, you know, changing habits. Uh, habit, in fact, is key to any form of success, as I mentioned, and it, any coach knows that, right? So uh, we, it's, it's about changing our habits. So then what I would suggest you do if you don't have any uh, fitness equipment, equipment at all, you can go online and you can look at YouTube videos 
of people using their own body weight as uh, for a high-intensity interval training. I do that myself. In fact, um, I have uh, a 10-minute high-intensity interval training that I personally do, and it's, it's squats. It's squats with um, oblique turns, which means you're just turning at the waist. It's push-ups. It's pull-ups, and um, it's kicks. Um, things of that nature, and you you do these things. You do um, thirty of them, and if you can, and then you you uh, you don't do anything for ten to fifteen seconds. Okay, but you go through those six moves, those six varieties, and you're done. And it's a great form of exercise. It's fabulous. It's fun. But there are a multitude of different ways to do hit. All right. So what I gave you initially was just the very ba- one of the very basic, easy ways to do it. There's something called Tabata where it's very intense, and I don't recommend it until you're, um, you know, you're uh, actually more proficient at doing high intensity interval training. And if you can't do eight intervals, do one. If you can just do one, do it. But I promise you, you're going to find that you're going to want to go on to number two. You'll feel the the strengthening effect right away. It doesn't take very long to get strong in high intensity interval training. So, do you need to do like three ten minutes in a day, or is one ten minute good enough for starting? Like, what do you yep. recommend? Uh, one ten minute is fine. You can, if you want, you can do twenty. But just really, just one is fine. Uh, to even half of that, if you're just starting. Half of that is fine. Like I said, one interval. Do what you can. Don't overdo it. But definitely it's called high intensity for a reason because you're, you're maxing out. And if you, if you find it too easy, you're not going hard enough. Okay. And, and if you're sedentary, make sure you get a doctor's approval to obviously to do this exercise. But research has shown that this is really the way to go in terms of fitness and weight loss because not only is it promoting, um, um, hormones that promote weight loss, but it's also, um, you know, it stays, the, uh, the metabolism effect stays with you for days after, 48 hours, and that's why you only have, the most important part I forgot to mention, you only have to do it three times a week. That's the best part because it stays with you for 48 hours, that effect. But it also strengthens lung power. It um, increases muscle power. It's a very, very effective form of exercise. And a lot of, you know, uh, different um, um what's the word, popular types of exercise um, have taken from high-intensity interval training. Well, and I can do 10 minutes. I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. I can do 10 minutes. And I think if I do it in the morning before my work day, oh, we're having some technical difficulties. Have we come back?
you can burn as many calories in 45 minutes of yard work as in 30 minutes of aerobics. Yard work is a total body workout consisting of pushing, pulling, lifting, and carrying. Using a push mower alone can burn 300 to 500 calories in an hour. Raking and bagging with a pooking fork, that's a fork often used in gardening, burns about 330 calories per hour. Cleaning and digging with the dibble, that little hand spade, can burn approximately 400 calories an hour. Stay fit by horb-gorbling. That's just puttering around the yard. To me, a perfect summer day is when the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and the lawnmower is broken. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to a Gallup poll, 56% of Americans want to lose weight. Most of us know that muscle burns more calories than fat. So when you're trying to lose weight, you want to lose body fat while preserving the muscle you have. Lifting weights while you're losing weight is not an option. It's a requirement. According to a Penn State study, when dieters don't pump iron, 22% of their weight loss comes from losing muscle. So if you lose 20 pounds without lifting weights, almost 5 pounds will be muscle. Upping your protein intake is important, and Columbia University researchers found that protein intake plays a significant role in preserving lean muscle mass during weight loss. Preserve your muscle as you drop the body fat. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Hey guys and dolls, this is your host Sandra Beck and I have a message from HelloFresh. Now, I got to use HelloFresh and I am a really big fan because it comes in this big brown box and I live far away from the grocery store. I'm not able to always get out to get fresh food and I really want to eat healthy and today's show is all about how to be healthy as a working mom or dad or telecommuter. So this meal kit service is really fun. It's totally easy and it's very convenient. It even comes with these little recipe booklets with step-by-step instructions, and you can either be a really good cook or not a very good cook, or you can do what I do and make your kids do it because they thought it was super fun to open up this little box and have all this fresh food, and they could prepare it. They could actually watch these little pictures that you get like a little meal card, and it it gives you not only the nutritional information, but it gives you direction. So I had my kids do it, and they had a good time, and I had a good time not having to cook dinner and not have to drive out to the grocery store and spend all that time. And as many of us who make lots of decisions in the day, the last thing I want to do at the end of the day is make a decision on what we're going to have for dinner. And when it comes in the mail, it's kind of cool. And it gives you, again, that drive time. And it comes with all the little parts. And that's another cool thing that I thought... One of the recipes only needed a couple tablespoons of something. I don't know if it was honey or or sour cream or something. It came in a little tube, so I didn't have to buy that whole jug of sour cream or that whole jug of honey that I wasn't going to use and throw it out later. So it really 
became not only fun and easy and convenient, but it was cost effective towards me too. And the kids totally dug it. So I've got a code for you guys. You can get $35 off your first week of deliveries. You go to HelloFresh.com and you put in the promo code for today's show, which is eat strong. My promo code eat strong because we want to eat strong. We want to be fit. We want to be healthy. We've talked about high intensity training. We've talked about reducing our sugar. And one of the things that overburdened, busy, overworked, overwrought, over everything working professionals have is being able to eat fresh. And so eatfresh.com, promo code eat strong, all lowercase, all one word. Check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. Now we're talking to Dr. Lori Shemek today. She's a best-selling author of the book Fat Flammation. And we talked about this high-intensity training and putting 10 minutes into our day just for our workout. If we offset it with some HelloFresh, we don't have to be crammed for time. And I think time, Dr. Lori, is one of the biggest things that people struggle with today. Everything is so fast. Yes, it is. And, you know, even as we were just talking about the high-intensity interval training, but, uh, you know, there are quality fast and there's not so quality fast, okay? And we want to make sure that we either take care of our fast-moving lives, that means taking care of us, or uh, making putting in stops that make sure that we are doing the right thing because, you know, a lot of people are so busy, they have children, they, they work, they're, they're not drinking water, for example, they're not eating, they forget to drink water, they don't have the time, they say. And so those are the kinds of things that we need to, you know, take care of. Make sure you have reminders on your phone or sticky notes to drink some water during the day or, you know, to make sure you schedule in your planner when to work out. Those are the kinds of things that you're doing to take care of you. Well, and, you know, there are little changes. You know, none of this stuff mm-hmm. is asking people to, you know, solve world hunger or, you know, make these big differences. And it's this mindful thing. I think so many of us get go, 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 go. And, you know, I can go to the grocery store with no list and buy the same things for like the last 26 weeks straight. So it's just a matter of putting a list on your phone and, and, and making some small changes. That's the other thing, Dr. Lori, that you really helped me with. And I guess we've been friends and, and you know, colleagues or whatever for at least two or three years now. Right. Since remember. 2015. And right. You have always encouraged me to start making these changes um, but make them at a reasonable pace. Like in a perfect world, we would make all these changes. And, you know, your program is a great three-week program. And I could do it for about seven, eight days, and then I would slip up and then get back on it. And in a perfect world with no kids, no dogs, no work, no dad, I probably could have done it better. But you came back and said to me, look, just make these little changes. Just start putting these substitutions in because I also had to maneuver my kids and my dad into this new kind of, not new, but just a different eating plan. And that took a little bit of finesse. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I think is very important is you have to be self-motivated. You know, who is going to take care of your health but you? Nobody. 
Nobody but you. At one time, I put that out on Twitter one time, and this man responded with, my wife. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not the answer I was looking for. But really, the truth of the matter is, you are the only one in charge of you. So you have to be self-motivated to um, get to make those changes, you know? And it's, And, you know, I always like to say that if your motivation fades, then you always go back to your why, the big why, why you wanted to lose weight or become healthier in the first place. What was that feeling? And when you go back to that initial feeling, how you felt, why it prompted you to make changes in the beginning, that's the thing uh, that is going to keep you consistent. It's okay to get to go off. You know, I always say it's 80% success. Every day, 80% success overall, and we all have that 20% where things happen in our lives, right? But if you can stay the course for 80%, you're good to go. Well, and Dr. Lori, when you help me identify my whys, I have my little dog-eared book over here. And some of the things I wrote down was that I didn't want to look at myself in company pictures and go like, ugh, you know, or be the one that stands behind everybody else. I want to be able to stand there in a picture with a president, have him take my picture, shake my hand, get my award, and not cringe. And I wanted to be able to go to these company events where after the work is over, people go to the beach and enjoy themselves. They go windsurfing when they go on these sales things. I wanted to go and enjoy those things. And then more importantly for my kids and my family, especially my kids, I wanted them not to have to struggle like I did. So if I could start building in some of these things when they're in elementary school, I can give my kids the greatest gift of optimal health that I couldn't mm-hmm. give myself mm-hmm. until I was older. So those were some of my whys. And those are, I think, pretty compelling whys. They really are. And, you know, and I have my whys. Everybody needs to have them and keep them with you. Don't ever let them go because if you do, you're going to get off track. And the best thing about having your why or your whys is, to, is that it brings you right back you're in alignment again, and you just keep doing it, keep doing it. And, you know, I would like to say, you know, be, you just keep progressing. Sometimes, you know, people aren't realistic enough. They, they take on too much at one time. It's the small steps that really create success. So if you have been living, if you've been a sugar and carb burner for many, many years and all of a sudden you decide that, you know, I'm going to drop it from my life, uh, you may find it physically different. You're going to feel different because you've been burning sugar, which are, you know, carbohydrates and carbs for years. And so, you know, these are the kind of realistic expectations to be prepared for. So it's, you know, you're going to want more sugar because you're not, you're so used to having it. But when you stop burning sugar, um, you will start burning fat for energy, not sugar. And that's the best part about creating better health is you are reversing that fat cell inflammation and that uh, inflammation in the body. Very, very important. Well, and it's funny, like you, when I did this, Lori, and I made this change, I don't know, maybe six months into my new eating plan, it became normal, you know, the choices became normal, so it didn't feel weird anymore. I don't know what happened to me on this Sunday. I, it was like, 
I ate butter cookies. I ate Rice Krispie treats. I had a banana. I had oranges. I had just all this carbohydrate. By 4 or 5 o'clock, I was like on the couch hungover. It took me a whole day to recover. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I remember that. Do you remember that? Yes. And I remember that. I had yeah. no idea what happened to me. And I called you. I'm like, Lori, I think I poisoned myself. Well, I did it. <laughs> It was no different than an alcoholic or a drug addict. And, you know, I loaded all this stuff up into my body and it took a couple days, but I don't want to feel like that ever again. And that's how I went through life. And that's a big why too, right there. When you, when you taste the difference between, um, the way you lived before and the way you're living now, it's a market difference and you never want to go back. I would, you know, I was addicted to sugar in college and I realized it, it, we were talking about, uh, the lack of freedom, uh, with food. I realized that I was chained to sugar. I had to have sugar every day. And so I got myself off. I learned how to do it through trial and error, and I've never gone back to it. I've never gone back to it, um, and I remember distinctly, though, how bad I felt while I was doing it, and I was young, too. Well, yeah, and I don't want to be 50, 60, 70 years old and sucking down a bottle of pills. You know, every once in a right. while I go to the the market or I go to the pharmacy and, you know, what I've noticed with also changing my eating and my kids eating is we get sick a lot less. Yes, yeah. In fact, when you stop eating refined processed junk foods and sugar and you add in the antioxidants, the phytochemicals and nutrients, your body is protected. You become more insulin sensitive, which is a biomarker for optimal health. The more sensitive you are to insulin, the better off you are. And so everything changes, everything. And your immune system is pumped up. Your gut health is pumped up, which is, by the way, another subject for another day, but suffice it to say it is the epicenter, if you will, of your overall health, your mental health, and your weight. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Lori Shemek. Her book is Fat Flammation. You guys are going to want to get a copy of it. It will change your life. It changed mine. For those of you that are looking for a fun, easy, and convenient meal delivery service, I recommend HelloFresh. You can use today's show code of Eat Strong, E-A-T-S-T-R-O-N-G, Eat Strong. We'll be back again next week with more tips, tricks, and techniques so you can be the best you can be and live the lifestyle you want. Want. Thank you, Dr. Lori Shemek. Thank you for having me. As always, you are a delight. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio. We'll be right back.